This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is August 19th, 2022. Please tell us your name and the years you were at Hofstra Radio. Okay, my name is uh, Carl Bucking. Um, I actually first came informally uh, to Hofstra uh, Radio in 1979 uh, when I, on the cusp of my senior year. And uh, I was there pretty much until the early 90s. Uh, in fact, just past the, uh, well, I'd say 93, effectively uh, 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 shortly, left shortly after the passing of uh, Jeffrey Krause. So that would be inclusively uh, 79 to 93. Yes. Okay. What shows or programs did you work on at Hofstra Radio? Yeah, I was, um, I, uh, basically, I worked on the Variations program, which was uh, uh, aired uh, for the, um, the t- typical time slot for that was Friday afternoons at 2, two, two to 3 p.m. Um, and uh, would be uh, an in-depth examination of different classical composers or genres or uh uh, 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 let's say, uh, hopefully original analysis of aspects of the music and uh, trying to uh, particularly aimed uh, for people who enjoy music but, but, but might not be classical aficionados per se. I think part of what I was trying to do uh, with the variations was to make it accessible and at the same time, uh, you know, uh, uh, not... not uh, to use the popular phrase, not dumb it down to the extent that you 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 don't capture the richness of uh, of the genre that you're looking at. So I uh, was trying to strike a balance uh, there. I, I you know I suppose it's up to others whether I succeeded or not. But that was the um, um, uh, uh, the primary purpose of that program. I also was the program director at Jeffrey's behest. God lo- God love him uh, of uh, the classics from Hofstra which uh, aired uh, again at that time uh, during the balance of my tenure was on when we signed at uh, seven, no, eight o'clock, I believe 8 a.m. until, until like, until two in the afternoon. So I was responsible for, you know, uh, uh, 30 hours of programming uh, a week during the time uh, that I was uh, directing the classics from Hofstra. And again, you know, the approach, uh, as I mentioned to you, very similar in that, and again, trying to present uh, uh, both historically and culturally a, a wide perspective on the music and to do explorations of certain composers or, or pieces or, or genres that uh, might escape a person's attention. Um, you know, we are non-commercial radio, so uh, I think, you know, you would probably, uh, and, and Jeffrey certainly felt the same way, that I did, we had the ability within a well-delineated framework to explore uh, uh, these topics in depth. I mean, yeah, and at the same time, of course, uh, to sound good doing it. But, you know, that that was always our goal. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I, I love I'm a music lover anyway. So it's, it's the 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 doing that was hardly onerous, as you might imagine. So it was it was a, a very uh, 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 joyful thing for me to do. Um, and I got, uh, you know, dere- derived a lot of uh, satisfaction from, um, you know, participating in that and a lot of satisfaction, obviously, collaborating with Jeffrey. Uh, you probably have heard this before. So 
uh, you know, I, I think the world, I, I think of him, he's, you know, gone nearly 30, it'll be 30 years next spring. I, I think of him every day. I really do. Um, the wonderful man. And I, I think we understood each other. And I think that was, uh, it's a rare thing. The It's a rare thing. So I, I treasured his friendship. Really I, did. I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about uh, your relationship with, with Jeff, but I want to get back to what first brought you to Hofstra Radio. And I think you said at the time that you came, you were a senior at Hofstra. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. Well, it's it's not funny. Right, Brian. I'm sorry, I apologize for interrupting. Yeah, because I was a, a, a journalism, commu- you know, communications English major, and I minored uh, minored in uh, German language, political science. You know, I had a heavy academic load. And yeah, I was a, a print child. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, I always still do. Writing was my, my first passion. I always loved to write um, uh, uh, in all, uh, forms, uh, and, uh, journalism just seemed, you know, I, I've always enjoyed language. So journalism just seemed to be the logical, um, uh, place for me to, uh, uh, to, to go academically and in terms of my, uh, concentration. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, I worked for the chronic. In fact, during the years, during the, my underclass, you know, between freshmen and well, th- through the whole four years, I was, uh, at the Chronicle, at the Hofstra Chronicle. I covered sports, incidentally, uh, for them. Um, women's sports, specifically, uh, which was also exciting, but that would take us far afield. Uh, did a lot of Title IX uh, stories because back in those days, you know, Title IX had just been passed in 72, if my memory serves correct. So that would place it uh, in the Nixon era. And uh, so, but uh, Title IX was just starting to get traction uh, at all universities and college. And, you know, it was exciting to see that that evolve because, you know, uh, well, we know now, I mean, as I look back all these years later, um, you know, women's, I, I covered women's sports because, frankly, when I, I got on Bard, the newspaper, nobody wanted to do it. You know, everybody wanted, you know, the usual gigs. It, it was and it's painfully honest, but folks considered it a secondary um, uh, undertaking, you know, something not worthy of their uh, time. But I, you know, embraced it. My mother was very athletic, which I think helped, too, because she was frustrated in her youth um, because, you know, uh, the uh, uh, athletic opportunities for women were very limited in her day. She was born in 1925, so... Um, you know, they didn't encourage, uh, uh, women at least in the, at the scholastic level to be, to, to be, uh, to do that. So, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, um, I enjoyed it, but like I said, I did, uh, you know, I, I worked, uh, even though I, I had, uh, 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 you know, scholarship, I, I had to work to help the family. My father was having health issues, uh, at that time. Uh, and I had a help. So, you know, uh, and so my, my energies were, I couldn't, you know, part of, uh, 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 you know, advancing on uh, editorially on the newspaper, you know, you had to basically be there, you know, morning, noon and night. I couldn't, uh, sadly, I couldn't do that. I was a commuter student. I worked uh, and, uh, you know, my, uh, again, by necessity, my energies were pulled in different directions. And yeah, I, I will admit, I got frustrated a bit. Because, you know, I, 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 I 
felt I worked rather hard at what I did. Uh, and, you know, there was uh, no, you know, I wasn't uh, given any editorial slot. And I always enjoyed radio. My father, God, God rest his soul, was always a, a radio devotee. And I remember talking with him. He said, you know, why don't you explore radio? There's, a, you know, a lot of opportunities for uh, good work in that in that medium where you can combine both your love of language and and uh, 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 you know and do broadcast and uh, undertake a, broad, a broadcasting uh, 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 endeavor at the same time. And it was a darn good suggestion. And I'm I'm so glad I did it because that, uh, like I said, I, I I say this very openly. One of the key people in my life was Jeffrey Krause. And I got to meet Jeffrey, and that changed a lot of things for me. Uh, while you while you were doing your undergraduate work and working at the Chronicle, were you aware of WVHC? Had oh, you yeah. ever gone down there? Did you know people who worked there? Yeah, I was. Yeah, oh, I was. Yeah, I was aware. I uh, like I said. I mean, some of the people that I knew. Uh, I mean, I can say the name. You probably have heard some. Of them. I knew Elliot Lifson. Mm-hmm. One of the I knew uh, 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 Karen Hamble. Uh, Mm -hmm. she was down there. She's one of the people who taught me, uh, taught me engineering, Jeffrey Foss, um, Mm -hmm. who, uh, he was the, uh, the father of the post-punk progressive pop party. I remember that very well. The delightful fellow. I remember talking with uh, Jeff quite a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, but, oh, I was definitely aware of it, but like I said, because of the, uh, commitments that I had academically and uh, occup- you know, work-wise, uh, you know, it just, uh, I-, I was glad, in fact, in a way, some of the adversity, right, that I ran into uh, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, what what happened at the newspaper, where basically, you know, they made it clear, I, uh, again, uh, because I, I wasn't there full time, which I couldn't be, they knew that. Uh, but, you know, I was passed over for any editorial uh, type of uh, position. And, yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah, it was quite disappointing. And uh, it was that that kind of spurred me to take a closer look at, um, at, 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 you know, at what was going on, at what was then WVHC. Because um, remember, as well, you know this as well. Uh, the call letters changed in uh, 1983, if my memory serves correct. So, but it's the combination of that conversation with your father and then not getting an editorial position that you said, let me go try something different. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and mind you, Brian, it's not, don't get me wrong. My, like, you know, my, my, uh, uh, love of writing and stuff. I mean, that has never gone away. Uh, I, I would like to think that it got cultivated in a different way. And like Mm -hmm. I said, that's why I, I mentioned to you. Just a moment ago, that's why meeting Jeffrey was so so important because uh, you know I felt I mean beside being uh, a mentor and you know so uh, uh, yeah he functioned as the, as a boss obviously but I I, I consider sincerely I considered him a friend as well and um, and I think a lot of people say the same thing he truly cared about the people who worked for him um, and that's yeah, yeah. and that's rare. Because a lot of people make it clear that, you know, the relationships uh, are transactional, that it's like, well, what can you do for me? And once once your purpose is done, it's like, you know, you're 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 kind of in the rearview mirror. And Jeffrey was not that way. Special man. He really was. 
if you spent that many years working with Jeff and, and working with the station, clearly uh, it was, it was a, a working relationship that was, that was beneficial to everyone. And, and uh, uh, that's, that's, that's clear. Um, but if you can, if you can remember, uh, was the first time that you went to the station, did you go to the office and was that in Memorial Hall? Yeah, it was uh, the second floor. If I remember, it was uh, the second, I forget, the two, room 200. It was the second floor Memorial Hall was where the okay. office was back in those days. Second floor Memorial, room 230, I think. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was room 230, but it was definitely okay. the second floor Memorial Hall. And the station itself was, was still in the ba- in well, yeah. Well, when I started, it was in the basement of the little theater, the Spiegel Theater. They we used mm-hmm. to call it the little theater, right? Right, which and- is right off the uh, 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 right by uh, what is now what is now called the Frank G- Frank Zarb School of Business. Yeah, right, right. So, so did you go first to the office or to the station, and what were you expecting? Did you have any experience with with the station before that? Well, I wanted, yeah. Well, I mean, I started as a continuity person, just writing copy. Okay. That's that's how I got. That's how I wet my wet my feet, so to speak. Um, I did, did it writing copy and, uh, and, you know, and then as I got to know Jeff and then see what happened, the evolution was this, they had, um, someone, uh, I believe her name was Dana Holman was there and she was the classics director or, uh, at the time. Uh, but she did it because it was, again, uh, as a more, she was not particularly, well versed in the music, but she did it again out of her. But again, she also had a good relationship with Jeffrey and did it, you know, to help him out. Uh, but then, as I got to know Jeffrey, and I, I, I myself am very uh, uh, passionate about classical music, and uh, so it, it's like uh, you can just imagine the light bulb went off, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, "Lad, do you want to, you know, want to do some programming and?" you know, run the department and, and, or at least, you know, get it organized. Cause at the time when I first, uh, got, you know, got into doing it, it was kind of, uh, well, you know, uh, uh again, uh, I, I, it, it's the same dilemma the classics has. It was, it was kind of like a poor relation. It was, I know that the administration, it was uh, James Stewart was the president right. at the time. You know, they wanted a classical program, programming uh, there. Uh, and, but it, unfortunately, many people took it as almost like, you know, you're, 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 you're keeping the, uh, the, the child misbehaved and you're depriving him of his supper, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It was almost like a pure, but, you know, so one of the things that I think was very exciting is that I had the opportunity to like go in there and, and demonstrate that, uh, that classical music has a lot to offer. It's like anything else, Brian, if you keep your mind open to the possibilities of what's there now, it doesn't mean, you know, it's an enormous field, right? I mean, you have composers, you know, ranging from, from, uh, you know, uh, musical, you know, from from fourteenth, uh, fifteenth uh, century straight to the uh, the present time. There's a lot to know, uh, and you're not, you know, and it's like it's like savoring a fine meal. You're not going to get it all in one shot. But the okay, the, no. the the idea is is to acclimate people to what what is there and say, 
you know, and a lot of times one, one of the things I discovered, like people would, when they'd hear a piece of music, oh, I've heard that before. I just wasn't sure what it was. So part of the purpose of it was to get people familiar. Okay, this is what it is. This is circumstances in which it was written. And this is how, you know, uh, it is, you know, how it is uh, uh, entered the cult or, or, or endured in the culture. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what I, I, I'm, I can tell you with a fair degree of confidence that's what I was attempting to do. Uh, when I was doing the classics, it was to give that perspective so that, you know, whether you know, the, you know, and especially in mind for people whose minds were open to listening to classical, but, you know, may have felt in, in the past may have felt intimidated mm-hmm. uh, because let's face it. I mean, if you're familiar with like W the old WQXR uh, uh, station in New York, uh, the old classical station in in, uh, in Manhattan, you know, and it was a great station, but you know, the announcers were very, uh, for, formidable on, on a number of levels. And, you know, um, it, it was, um, it was something that, uh, uh, if you were not inclined to listen to the music, it might, it might chase you away, you know? Right. Um, right. so we were trying to offer a bridge in to, the genre, but at the same time, in other words, again, the thing of it is an Aristotelian balance, right? You, you, you do justice to the work, you do justice to the music, but don't make it so, so, so darn intimidating that people get spooked and go away, you know? And I, I think, yeah. I think there is, a, I, I truly, I still do today. I, that there is a middle ground to be struck. And, um, it can be it, it can be done. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I mean, whether whether I, as I said to you earlier, whether I succeeded or failed, I suppose that's up to uh, other folks who may may have heard it. But that's certainly I can tell you from my own perspective. That's that's what I was what I was aiming to do. So, uh, yeah, and uh, again. Uh, uh, working with Jeffrey made it, you know, made it easy because he did give me, he, because he got to know me, he did, he, and that's another element in any friendship or professional relationship. He trusted me. And I, 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 I took that very earnestly, very seriously. And I, I wanted to make sure that the trust was, uh, was well, was well deserved. So, so I, so I tried to honor there. that. Yeah. When you show up there, you're you're a journalism student. You have all this experience in in writing. Um, did anybody show you the ropes? Did they show you how to write continuity? What that meant? Did anybody teach you how to be on the microphone or or to be a board operator or to cut? Tape oh yeah, well that was that? right. Or was it well, just learning by experience. Well, a, a combination. You know, actually, Brian, a combination of the two. I mean, I had early instructors. I mean, I know Karen Hamble. Um, was one of my instructors in that. Elliot Lifson um, was, um, uh, uh, you know, helped out. Fra- uh, Frank uh, Frank Grunstein, if you remember him. Uh, sure. Uh, Frank was, you know, I mean, I know he had a reputation of being a bit gruff, but once you got to know him, he was fine. Um, 
you know, Frank would, would help out, uh, John Caracciolo later. Um, yeah, but, but basically in the early days, it was, uh, Karen, uh, uh, Karen was, uh, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, running the board, um, and, uh, you know, uh, announcing and Jeff also offered because Jeff had a, 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 a very fine voice too. And I know the sure. evidence of it is still preserved. Um, and Jeff would give me tips too. He'd give me, you know, critiques of what I did or wasn't doing perhaps on the air. And, you know, and, and, and that's the thing too. Uh, as I said, he took, he took an interest in what was going on. And um, that's why, that's why he was such a delight to work for. Cause he cared. He it cared. seems like you got comfortable pretty quickly at the station. It seems like people welcomed you in and said, sure, come on in and try this. Is that, is that fair? Very. In fact, you know what the bitter, and not only fair, the bitter irony is I felt more welcome there than I did in my, in my so-called print habitat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, that I find that kind of sad, but that was actually the uh, that was actually the truth. I, 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 I the friendships that I the people that I'm basically with maybe one or two except the people that I'm in contact with basically are from are from the radio side, not the print. So, so, so you start these relationships. When did you feel? Did you feel comfortable broadcasting right away? Did it take some time to warm up to to you know, instead of writing, instead of speaking. Oh, it took, yeah, 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 yeah. It took, t- I mean, yes, yeah, it took time. I mean, uh, of course, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I got it. And so, of course, that that's nonsense. Of course, it takes time. And you realize, and again, uh, by being mentored by Jeff and by, by the experience of running a board, doing announcements, programming, the programming helped too, because again, uh, because I love doing the music programming and what I, I certainly had ideas about how I wanted to present it and how I wanted it to sound. So that fed into my evolution, as it were, or my, my, my growing, my expanding or evolving comfort uh, behind the microphone, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's those factors fed into it. But yeah, ha- I, I mean, I, I can't speak for others, but certainly for myself, having a, a background in writing was 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 um, uh, a, a benefit because you know you have to uh, distill and present your thoughts, uh, you know, offer things hopefully in a coherent way, and uh, uh, make it make it so. And com- I mean, right? It's communicate communicate so that what you're trying to convey is understood, hopefully, by the individuals who are listening. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's work. It's a lot of work. But you know, it's like anything that's well worth and any undertaking that's worthwhile involves labor. All right. I I don't think that's a mystery. Uh, but, uh, it's a joyful labor if you not only like what you're doing, but if you have the guidance of people with you or behind you to, uh, to do it. And, um, that's so, so critical. And, uh, I, again, I was blessed, man. I really was. I, I had the, I had that, uh, and, and that, you know, that, that was a major, um, factor in my, uh, uh, you know, my long-term relationship with the station. I mean, uh, the, to me, there's little, do- little doubt 
about that. Because if I was uncomfortable, I doubt I would. I doubt I would have stayed. And I loved. I loved working. Uh, working with Jeff. So, you know, it was like a no. Uh, in my mind, it was like a no. Uh, it was like a no brainer. You know. I love that phrase you used: the joyful labor. Because for many of us, that's what the station becomes, or we bring the thing that we're passionate about to the station, and then find uh, a way of expressing that. So I, I love that joyful yeah. labor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to use that. It's true, sir. It's true, Brian. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, we have to find it. Nobody, you know, um, uh, 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 what's that great phrase from uh, the Grateful Dead from Garcia? You know that. Uh, 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 you know, that path is for your steps alone. I think it's from Ripple, right? From the song Ripple, this path is for your steps alone. Yeah, you have to find that path on your own, but but other people can help guide. And, and, and again, that's that's where I consider it my good fortune that you get guided. You get guided, and if you have the right people around you, because we do look, we do things. I mean, if we're doing them correctly, I think that you know. People can feel free to disagree, I suppose. If we're doing this correctly, we are doing things in community anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're not doing things in isolation by ourselves and for ourselves. There's a greater idea behind it, right? Um, and that, to me, that's what VH and then WVHC and then WIRHU uh, personified. Uh, it was a community. I mean, you know, yeah, no, you're not as you're, you know, you get certain relationships obviously are more intense than others, but I, I could say with total confidence that a lot of the people that I came to esteem and enjoy being around, it was linked to that, that work, uh, 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 you know, for, for Hofstra radio, uh, back, back in the day. Um, good memory, you know, by and large, I mean, yeah, there was, were there bumpy spots? Sure there were. Uh, but, uh, you know, by and large, uh, it was good, good folks. Uh, and, and, and it was, uh, yeah, a a blessing to be around many of them. So Hmm. I consider Hmm. myself very lucky. A lot of people go through their working lives and they have very indifferent or sometimes hostile relationships with other people. I think that's kind of sad, you know? Yeah. So, well, that, that's what this project is about is the community and the, the continuity and the experiences throughout the decades. But I, I've been dying to ask this. I wanted to, I want to know more about your journey and joining the station. But I've been really curious because sure. and, and forgive me for a moment as I expand upon this. When when I showed up at, at Hofstra Radio, the, the first time I, I walked there before I really joined in the spring of 1989, we heard the classical music playing on the outdoor speakers as we walked across campus and thought, oh, what is this? And then it's sort of the training wheels for many people to get established at the station. The, the classics from Hofstra got some, uh, I don't, I'm trying to look for the right phrase here, but, but some unfair criticism or just, just general disdain. But, but you expressed an interest in this. And I'm really curious about the conversation or series of events between you and Jeff Krause that gets you involved in programming uh, the classical music and, and how your role grew as you spent a little bit more time at the station. Yeah, well, you know, basically, see what it was when when I basically was asked to when uh, uh, when asked to really direct the class, I was you know the classical department or do the classics from Hofstra as a you know as being the primary director and so forth and so on. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I knew stepping in, it was a, a pretty massive undertaking because, again, you're responsible for 30, you know, at that time anyway, when I was doing it, responsible for 30 hours uh, of programming a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you wanted, you know, and, and one thing I know when I listen to Ray, I, 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 and I think a lot of people feel the same way, you don't want to uh, fall into formulaic ruts, okay? Mm-hmm. You want you want things to... Uh, in other words, and again, keeping in mind what I said before, is that I, I do appreciate that classical is not everybody's thing, uh, but uh, it doesn't mean that you can't reach some people on different levels in different ways, and that's what I attempted to do. And um, part of the approach that I took was also a kind of a historical or timeline approach, like uh, uh, the uh, six hours were divided pretty much uh, into three segments. The first couple of hours would do what was called early music, whether it be you know uh, baroque uh, uh, or early classical uh, 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 material, uh, uh, and that would uh, you know between from when the program signed on until about I guess 10 a.m. in those days. Then the, uh, uh, the, the, middle, uh, the middle two was the so-called meat and potatoes. That was the romantics, you know, a, a, a starting from the late classical era from Johann Sebastian Bach um, and going all the way through the German romantics and the French impressionists and, you know, some of the, uh, uh, some of the mainstays of the operatic tradition uh, would get the middle segment. And then uh, the uh, the end portion would be uh, the mo- you know modern uh, uh, more modern material, and uh, get, get people uh, acclimated with the twentieth basically twentieth century composers, uh, including believe it or not you know the joke is that uh, you know many classical people to get get heard you have to be dead but you know right. uh, uh, get uh, to hear composers from. The twenty, you know, was Stravinsky, Bartok, Weber, and Berg, all those people, and even some modern, you know, some uh, Olivia Philip Glass, who's still mm-hmm. around. Last time I looked, um, you know, people in uh, the modern and uh, in, in who are still working, or certainly whose whose material is still out there today. Um, so I tried to take that approach to give at least some type of broad scope. Of what of what was there, and yeah, uh, not everybody is going to like everything. I also made it a point also uh, to do uh, classical music from diff- from non-European uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, traditions and genres. I, I I did a segment for a while on Indian classics, ra- you know, basically ragas, uh, and you know, do the usual suspects. Uh, uh, obviously, Ravi Shankar. Uh, Pradyatsen, uh, Ali Akbar Khan, all those, all those people, um, and get people to hear those sounds. And, you know, we'd even do like American, you know, because it is really classical. It has an enduring um, uh, uh, a resonance in our culture or do uh, folk music from either from Central Europe or here, here in the United States and Mm-hmm. Do do that. Do things that you are not certainly not going to hear in a commercial context. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, like I said, and and that was the basic approach of the 
of the classics from Hofstra. And, uh, you know, like I said, some people like some things and some others, uh, you know, didn't go over as big. But I, I made it a point to at least try um, and, 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 you know, find, find those uh, different. Uh, uh, and, and, and certainly one thing I would not want to be uh, accused of us playing the same old, same old over and over again. So right. I was determined not to do that. Um, and even if you hear the familiar, sometimes I try to get you an unusual version or something that may 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 shed new light on on what um, you know on what what that piece or what that composer might sound sounded like. So um, yeah. Uh, but it, it definitely, uh, 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 like I said, there there was a lot, and and as I because one of the things, one of the responsibilities that I had was also I cattle I, and I did it by hand. I mean, when I think about it, I almost my head explodes. I did right. a card cattle. Uh, uh, I I did a, a a manual library card catalog of all the records we had at the time. Um, that took. Oh Lord, that I I did it in bits and pieces. It must have taken about a year, and well, of course, you'd always be acquiring new things. But the initial phase of it, I think, it took about a year and a half to do that. Wow. But I was wow. very proud of that. I mean, um, you know, to so that way, people when you know, because obviously, you know, back in the day, we had you know these giant wall uh, 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 credenzas like cabinets and stuff, and the records would be usually alphabetized by composer right. and you know you so but you know but if you were looking for something specific you can go to the catalog like if you wanted let's say Beethoven sixth by uh by Bernstein you could find it or if we had a version by George Sell or by uh or by uh Eugene Normandy you know you'd be able to find it um and that and stuff like that but um yeah uh that that usually I would do like I remember I I doing that on Friday because you know during the week it was too busy so I'd be in the office uh, uh, Friday so I you know just do it Friday afternoon and into the or evening when it was quiet and just knock out a bunch of um, you know do uh, index and catalog all the um, the collection um, so. Yeah, I, that's the one thing. I didn't expect to become a librarian, but I, yeah, I right. did. I right. did. So, but again, it's all to the good because it, it helped. It helped get the department organized, and it helped uh, put things on a more solid footing. So, I'm, um, I'm rather, you know, proud of that. So, I'm, I'm glad. And again, as I said, I know it sounds uh, like a broken record, and Jeff was very supportive. So. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully that cataloging was a was a joyful labor, and I appreciate you explaining the different parts of it. Because as you were saying, oh, I do remember that, and that makes sense. And and not everybody, like you said, uh, liked the classics, but those of us who had an open mind got an education. We learned different things. We learned to identify pieces of music and composers and and different types of instrumentation. So it was a part of an education for those of us uh, who paid attention, but I want to go back again. Um, was, was, did Jeff pull you aside and say, Hey, I think I want you to do this. Or did you approach him? And how did that work? Given that you were a senior at school and, and, and looking forward, did you say, Oh, I'll well, keep doing it 
Yeah, I asked him. I said I was interested, and you know, again, uh, uh, of doing work. I, I mean, I to- told him about my back. You know, as I just, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, conveyed to you my uh, journalism background, but also, again, his ears, because uh, he enjoyed classics as well, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, his ears. But when uh, when I told him that I, you know, had a good classical background, and I'm a jazz fanatic too, but. You know, but uh, classics was what what they needed, uh, as per what I told you earlier. Uh, They needed someone to take the reins at the uh, uh, and and kind of revamp the classical department. So I guess the timing was right. Okay, Mm. I mean, as I look at it, I mean, there's really no other way to explain it. The timing, the timing was 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 good, and I just came along at the time at a time. Uh, when when this uh, uh, need and this opportunity opened up. And like I said, Jeff and I hit it. I mean, yes, and I was fortunate. Jeff and I hit it off uh, very well. So, you know, we, we uh, like I said, I think we understood each other. And I think that's, that's you know, that's that's uh, important on, 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 on many levels. You know, right? I'm sure you've had it in your own experience it's an awful it's an appalling feeling when you're in a room where you're working with people and you feel that they either don't get what you're doing or they you know or you're uncomfortable with them because somehow they don't you know whatever you have issues of different with them on a personal or professional level i mean look where everybody's going to have differences right uh i mean that's not that's that uh, you know let's let's be honest but uh but you know, on 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 things that mattered, and and just being your, and again, Jeff said, and it's the greatest gift that anybody could give anyone. I truly believe it. That if you uh, accept somebody for themselves, and and allow them, you know, allow things to blossom along those lines, that's a beautiful thing. And Jeff, Jeff did that. Jeff, by reputation, was was kind of a tough nut to crack. He had that that very. Uh, intimidating veneer but most people who got to know him say that once you got to know him once you get past that he was a very warm and generous uh and 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 smart person to work with and it seems like you you hit it off right away did you get that sense of intimidation upon meeting him no well you know i guess maybe because you know and again i think it was other things like you know i'm 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 um because i went on to do graduate work and in, in fact uh, i you know, went on to do graduate work. I, I'm all but dissertation. Uh, uh, I, I, I did all my uh, credits for my doctorate in political science. So um, I, I'm a history, obviously enamored of history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey was, I, you know, we just, I don't know, we just clicked. I, I mean, uh, well, I'm, I'm not trained in psychology, but we just, we just clicked. And I think we have a similar sense of humor. Uh we're also British expats. He, he was born in Hong Kong, as you mm-hmm. probably Kowloon. You probably know that, or probably heard that about him. In uh, he was born in 1939 in Kowloon. Uh, I was born in London, 1958. So um, I don't. know, Maybe it's the English connect. I have no idea. But we just got each other. I I yeah. I, I I think that's a part of that's a part of it. Um, you know, yeah, I know about his reputation because I know there were people who were like even scared to talk to him. I mean, yeah, he didn't honestly, and you probably know this. Remember, I mean, he didn't suffer fools gladly. You know, no. he didn't. 
And if you were an arrogant uh, uh, son of a gun, he would certainly put you in your place in a, in a, in a hurry. But, you know, like I said, I, that wasn't, you know, uh, again, that's not in my, that. Uh, I mean, I got heaven knows I got my faults, uh, multiplicity of them, but that's but not one of them, shy. you know. You don't seem shy. You seem willing to go out and talk to people. It's I, I imagine he appreciated that. And, and, you know, like I said, yeah, I, I mean, you know, maybe it's just, I, I again, I, I, uh, we, we, you know, uh, we, as we got to know each other, it just, you know, uh, things just, uh, uh, the, the friendship grew and deepened. And, and like I said, I try, I mean, he'd invite me, you know, like, I mean, of course, I mean, beside the Christmas party, I mean, he, he on occasion, he, he invite me over the house every now and then. You know, mm-hmm. just sit down and t- I mean, I treasure that. I treasured that. You know, it was um, like I said, it was it was a, a very important. I, I, I can say that without hesitation or or uh, or shame. It was a very important, rela- uh, very uh, important relationship in my life. Absolutely. Mm. I, I, I love hearing about this and, and I, I could try to drag stories out of you. All day, it seems. It seems like a very a fortunate and wonderful friendship and relationship, and 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 it's it's really wonderful to hear. But I, I want to ask you to. I mean, obviously, we're having this conversation many years after, and you worked at the station for at least a dozen years or so. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, Hofstra Radio meant something to you, very important. But can you go back to your mindset when you made that decision to to walk across campus and and show up in the office at Memorial Hall and say, "Hey, I'm I'm here. I would like to work." What did you expect, or what did you hope Hofstra Radio would mean to you at that moment? I didn't know what. Well, I mean, in terms of my own situation, I didn't know what to expect. But like I said, I. You know, I, I well another thing, of course, that Jeffrey was big on. I would listen at, because my father was, and my father turned me. My father was a radio, but the the, the dramas they the radio dramas they used to oh, air. Sure. Yeah, and so that was part of it. You know, I mean, I honestly, I I, I you know, I, I didn't see myself, and I didn't participate in those productions per se, but. I mean, they, they were they were delightful to listen to, and part of that delight is the fact, as you know, that by, well, at the time when I first got involved in the late seventies, I mean, all that that type of programming had absolutely disappeared from radio in both commercial yeah. and non-commercial contexts. You know, yeah. it just wasn't there anymore, um, and you know that was one of the things that Jeff, among the things, right, that Jeffrey was passionate about was keeping that alive so i mean so i so i mean i knew of the state because i'd listen to that i'd you know uh yeah i'd listen listen to the jazz you know and the and the classical stuff in the morning and the jazz uh in the afternoon and and so forth um and uh you know i mean i certainly and again uh, uh, uh one of the things and i still feel this way is that you know, uh, uh, you have the the blessing of non being in a non commercial context. You don't have to answer to advertisers. You don't have to mm-hmm. answer to a corporate entity about what what it is you should be doing. You have freedom, but as we know, right? Freedom with freedom comes responsibility. So you're you're given it. You're given a gift. Uh, I think, and that you have to uh, use it wisely. And Jeff, like I said, and and Jeff was the personification of that, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, in my mind, I mean, you know, I I knew I wanted to get involved, and as I said to you before, part of it was the fact, you know, I at that stage of my uh, of my uh, uh, academic and my life in general, I was ready for something new. I mean, I was always going to write, as I told you, that's in my blood, and I, I to this right. day, I, I still write. I mean, that that hasn't stopped, but. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I knew I was re- ready for a change, and this just seemed to be the logical place to go. Um, as I said, part of the, you know, I uh, said the discussion with my father, and but just listening to the station, and you know, and and uh, uh, you know, hearing, uh, uh, and, and I got. Um, I got, you know, like I got to meet, uh, uh, later, of course, got to meet Karen Hamble, got to meet, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey eventually, of course, uh, got to meet Jeff Foss, uh, those people. And, you know, they uh, kind of, uh, like I said, that was the, the compelling, uh, uh, mag- magnet as it were that ha- helped to bring me, bring me on board. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was a leap into the unknown. Um, right. And it, 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 honestly, it can be scary. I mean, you know, because I, I thought, right, I, I mean, you know, certainly when I uh, uh, started my undergraduate work, I figured, okay, print, you know, my, uh, my folk print, print only and keep the, keep your self, your energy focused on that and just do, do that to the best of your ability. And it turned out that, um, you know, uh, I guess fate had uh, diff- uh, something different in mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I, a good thing it did. I, I think my life Indeed. was significantly improved because of that. So, Indeed. Well, yeah. Well, well th- thank you for your for your years of service getting getting us, us uh, uh, Philistines educated on, on classical music and and culture, you did you did a, a a great deal of work in in helping a lot of us understand about an art form that most of us were not uh, really uh, privy to uh, before that. So thank you for for that, and thank you for sharing your stories, uh, especially about your relationship with Jeff. There's there's many of us who knew him a little bit or or didn't get to know him quite as much, and and to to hear stories of the man and make that come alive is 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 really meaningful to me and i'm sure a lot of people who are listening and uh it's part of what we're trying to do here to keep uh those people alive so i i'm i'm really really grateful for for all these stories and and i'm hopeful that you've got more stories oh yeah well well, just we can can have more conversations yeah oh yeah no but just one thing you know and like i said you know as far as the philistine yeah you know i mean see the way i look at it and you know the i mean god knows the culture has shifted a lot even since the late 70s early 80s right that's not not obviously a profound statement we know right uh but see people are not exposed to it and Mm -hmm. uh, you know i think you know again it goes to the fact it's like if you only, you know, and yes, uh, it, it's good to keep your mind open to whatever's out there and and go go outside your 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 familiar uh, 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 zone, so to speak. But I think um, uh, just quickly, like the philistinism, as it were, is just because sadly, um, and, and I understand the schools do it. Like I know I, when I was taking music in as, as you know, in, in public school, 
you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd explore all genres, but there was definitely a grounding in classics. I mean, you know, you're not going to earn a, a PhD in the bloody thing, but, you know, uh, uh, I, I, to know the basics. And I think that's somewhat, I, I, from what I've been able to discern, it seems that that's somewhat lacking in many places. And that's a shame. And again, it's just just like a familiar because you know there there is so much good to be found discovered there. That's you know that it, I, I I I truly believe this. It's kind of a shame that you could go through it without at least getting uh, uh, some type of idea of what what it is that's 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 out there. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, I mean. Look, everybody, ultimately, you know, a person has to discern for themselves what is true and what what they feel is good and so forth. And maybe that's a lifelong quest, right? It's a lifelong journey. But um, you got to give yourself a chance. And and so if I give a few people a chance, then then it's then it's all worth it. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, you certainly did, and uh, and I'm I'm grateful for for your time back then, and and I'm grateful for for your stories today. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Brian. I'm sorry, sorry to keep you so long. I'm I'm looking at my uh, almost fifty minutes. I'm sorry, I probably talked your oh, ear off. But this is what it's about. This is this is I I I I can't get enough of the stories. I I, I really can't, and um, I, I'm I'm working on more questions for another round of this. So, sure. Uh, so so. Look out for that and we'll we'll talk some more. Thank you for uh, taking the time to interview me. I appreciate it.